الله أكبر الله أكبر شهد أن لا إله إلا الله شهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله تركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك ولا ينتظم في سلكها إلا سالك اللهم صلي وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك على حبيبنا وشفيعنا وقرة عيوننا سيدنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه في الأولين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه في الآخرين اللهم صلي وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك عليه في الملأ الأعلى إلى يوم الدين يقول عز من قائل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم 
مسلمون اللهم اجعلنا منهم يا رب العالمين أوصي نفسي وإياكم بتقوى الله وبلزوم طاعته أناء الليل وأطراف النهار على الوجه الذي يرضيه عنا in the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, to him we belong, and to him we shall return. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite grace and boundless mercy to send an abundance of prayers and peace upon our most beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to beautify us with the beauty of the Qur'an and the beauty of the sunnah and the beauty of our sacred tradition on this blessed day of Jumu'ah. May Allah make us truly a beautiful people in our Islam, in our Iman, in our Ihsan. May Allah make us a people of taqwa, a people of true God consciousness, people who fear, people who love, people who are in awe of Allah Jalla fi Ula. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not take any of our souls until He's fully pleased with us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless and protect and honor and elevate our brothers and sisters in Palestine. May He sanctify their souls may he allow the death and the destruction to end may he give them and give them so much peace safety security tranquility allahumma ameen ya rabbil alameen brothers and sisters subhanallah this morning i was sitting with a couple of brothers and we were having coffee and we were discussing about some of the elements of what's happening in palestine and in gaza and so we were talking and I was reminded by a khutbah that I had given years ago where I mentioned the story of Urwa ibn Zubair. And Urwa ibn Zubair, in one of the expeditions, his leg had become gangrenous. It had an infection. And they needed to amputate and cauterize his leg. So he said, before doing anything, let me come into salah. Let me start my salah and then do whatever it is need to do. Because the indication here is that salah for him is a reality where he quote-unquote kind of lo loses himself in the divine, in the sacred. He's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so you can go ahead and do this very difficult procedure while in salah because I will be busy in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not really feeling what I'm going through physically. And I remember after that khutbah, someone came to me and they said, you know, Shaykh, Barakallahu Fikum, but I feel that sharing these types of stories on the mimbar to our community is not really that relevant because it's so far removed from us. So far removed. You know, who are we from these Sahaba who could go into Salah and then pray and then have these medical procedures done? Who are we? This is so far removed from our modern reality. And then... Gaza happens. And Gaza happens in a way where it brings to life so much of what we read in the books of the Awalun. We're watching as young kids are representing and manifesting things that we've only read about in the books of Sirah, in the books of the Sahaba, etc. So you see the story of Urwa ibn Zubair, and then fast forward 1400 years, and you go online, and you watch the video of a young boy, couldn't be more than 10 or 11 years old, having a medical procedure done to his head, where his head is open, and what is he doing? There's no anesthesia, 
because the inhumane nature that is manifesting in the lands of Palestine is one where go ahead do your medical procedures do try to treat your ill try to treat those who are injured but you're not gonna have anything to help them with the pain so there's no anesthesia so what is he doing what is this young boy doing he's reciting the book of Allah and he's not reciting it you know, no, he's reciting it with the most beautiful tajweed. Really, a young boy couldn't be more than 10, 11, 12 years old. Reciting the book of Allah, divine revelation, with perfect tajweed. So tranquil. Wallahi al-Azim, you hear him reciting the Quran, you would feel as if you're praying to hajjud. But he has a medical procedure happening to his head in that moment. Sometimes he grimaces but he never breaks his tajweed. I saw that video and my heart stopped. I said to myself, SubhanAllah, this is stuff that I only read about. And now I'm seeing it. And I'm seeing it happen to children. Young children who have a connection to what? What is the ideology, the philosophy? The, what, what does this young boy know? What is he plugged into? other than the book of Allah, divine guidance and revelation. And they weren't just mere words that he was uttering. No, this is something that he was saying experientially. Like he really was reading the Quran from his heart because he knows it's the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he knows the book of Allah is a book of shifa. It's a book of healing. It's a book of light. It's a book of guidance. It's a power source. So he's reading the Quran as a young boy with that conviction, that understanding, that know-how. To me, this is a m remarkable, miraculous sign of the divine. And it made me think about that brother who told me four or five years ago, perhaps it's better not to share these stories. I said, perhaps we have to learn now the importance of what it means to have a connection to Allah and His Messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, beyond the mere superficial mechanical connection that we've become so accustomed to having where it's just salah is a thing you do to get it out of the way Quran is just something on the shelf I've always seen it I've never really had a relationship with it sometimes in Ramadan I try to read the Quran but other than that I'm living my life I'm going about my day disconnected from the Quran disconnected from salah except just fulfilling it but am I like that young boy in Gaza who's alive today? That young boy that I was watching on social media, he's not alive 1400 years ago. He's alive today. So what does he know about Islam? What is his connection to the deen of Allah that makes him capable of existing the way that our, the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu existed 1400 years ago? That's a question that each and every single one of us have to ask ourselves. You see videos of elderly, youngsters, women, children, grandparents, everyone on media, in social media. We're not gonna ever leave our home. We trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, Allah is with us. Allah is with the oppressed. Allah is this. They're constantly mouthing off, speaking about their theology, their iman billah. Their practical theology. It's a living, breathing tradition. It's not some antiquated thing. 
written in the books that's over there in libraries. No, but it's a living, breathing, sacred tradition that informs their lives every single day. So it gives them the strength. It gives them the honor. It gives them the dignity. It gives them the resolve. It gives them their beauty. It gives them their mercy. You see the man, Ruh al-Ruh, Khalid, Abu Diya, the grandfather of Reem. Now we know their names, alhamdulillah. And we know their kunya. And we know their silsila. This man that we all have our experience with, who lost the soul of his soul. And it broke all of our hearts. But what did you see come forth from this man? You saw the beauty, the beauty of a lover of Allah and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That not only was he not devastated or broken or couldn't handle life anymore because his grandchild died. One of my friends was saying yesterday, he says, subhanAllah, Shaykh, in our realities, normally what happens, if one person of our family dies, it's a devastation for all of us. Now, 40, 50 members of a family are dying in wholesale, wholesale death, wholesale martyrdom. SubhanAllah. But then what do you see? You see strength. You see resolve. You see sometimes smiles. Alhamdulillah, they took my brother. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took my brother. So when religion, when the deen of Allah, al-Islam, through the Quran and Sunnah and the way of our scholars, is firmly embedded in the heart of the believer, it produces the most beautiful and profound outputs. These men of Allah, these women of Allah, these children of Allah, they're not vindictive. They're not vengeful, venge-filled. No, they are prophetic. They love. They're people of honor, people of dignity, people of strength. They won't have anyone stomp on their pride. They'll stand firm. You want to take me? Take me. You want to take my home? You take me with it. That's honor. That's dignity. But then there's beauty. And Abu, Abu Diya, Reem, the father, grandfather of Reem, where he says, Alhamdulillah, when he's sitting with a girl, subhanAllah, after his grandchildren are murdered, and some of his children are murdered, are, are martyred, and they're murdered, they're taken, they're killed, he goes and he finds, he's going to the hospitals to clean up wounds, and he's sitting with a girl who has her leg, she lost her leg, and he's speaking to her in the most beautiful of prophetic language, telling her, it's okay, habibti, your leg, it, it went forth before you. It's gonna, you're going to find it there. And it's going to be of light. And it's going to be with Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wa Where is he getting this kalam from? Think, pause. Just think for a second. How are these individuals able to speak this way? How are they able to express this way? How are they able to think this way? Because if any other human beings were going through the devastation of trauma, people would be losing their minds. They would be completely discombobulated. But how are these people not only functional and upright, but they're speaking language, the language of the prophets, the language from the Qur'an. That is something that must compel each and every single one of us to rethink what exactly do I believe in and why? What is my connection to the deen of Allah? Because subhanAllah, you know what's happening right now? One of the trends that are trending in the international community is that thousands of people 
are seeing this. They're watching the people of Gaza, and they're asking a question, who are these people? What are they made of? What do they believe in? You have kids, young and old, teenagers, college students, people in the corporate world, and everything in between. They're like, what are these people on? What are they drinking? What are they eating? What are they thinking? What is the philosophies, the ideas, the perspective that they have that makes them the way they are? Because it, for any discerning eye, for any sincere onlooker, they will say, this is something special. And so thousands of people whose hearts are open, from every denomination, from every thought, trajectory, Christian, atheist, Jew, doesn't matter. I want to read the Qur'an. I want to read what these people are reading. I want to understand what these people understand. Because I want to have the dignity that they have. I want to have the honor that they have. I want to have the strength that they have. I want to have the beauty that they have. I've, re I've read so many testimonials about people who saw the videos of Abu Diya, Khalid, Ab the grandfather of Reem. And they're like, what I see there is the purest re representation of love. And I say, alhamdulillah, that this man is from our ummah, from the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using him as a conduit because today people talk about love in the public sphere. Love is this and love is that. And love, please, brothers and sisters, come forward, inshallah. Love is this and love is that. And I love and you love and we love and I just want to love the way I want to love. But then people see Khalid Abu Diya and they say, that man represents love that I've never seen before. So I want to learn about prophetic love, about divine love. And so, brothers and sisters, this leads us to think about something very critical. Much, much of what we're seeing today in the world around us, on every front, the pain, the suffering, the depression, the anxiety, the vengefulness, the hateful philosophies and ideologies, the vindictive dispositions, the self-centered, self-absorbed philosophies and ideologies that have become standard issue in our time. Ideologies, philosophies, isms, perspectives, denominations that are devoid of a relationship to Allah, to God, and to messengership, to the way of from Adam to Sayyiduna Musa, Sayyidina Isa, and Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that are truly devoid of messengership of prophecy. These philosophies and ideologies and isms that are the governing philosophies and isms of our age are failing humanity. They're failing us. Because we can talk all we want, all night and all day, about how we've advanced as civilizations how we've achieved what no other humanity in history has achieved. We talk about ourselves as modern people in this self-aggrandizing tone as if we are something that has never... Lam <laughs> nusbaq. You know? We've never been preceded by anyone like us. And clearly, as humanity, we're getting it really wrong. Something is intrinsically wrong with the human condition today. That we have succumbed and submitted ourselves 
to ideologies and isms and philosophies that have falsely occupied our minds. And they've made us, these, these now have become the governing ideologies of our age. And these are ideologies that are littered with self-absorption, self-centeredness, ethno-supremacy, religious supremacy. I am above, you are beneath. Fascism, fascistic ideologies and isms. By the way, from right, from right to left, you can see fascism manifesting on the proverbial left and fascism manifesting on the proverbial right. The survival of the fittest, that it's a battle of wills, that for me to exist, you have to end. Or for you to exist, I have to end. Where, where is this ideology? Where are these ideologies rooted in? What are they rooted in? Where are they coming from? And these are much, I'm not, these are ideologies on wholesale, philosophies of our age that are failing the human condition because the human condition has never been more charged and hate-filled than it is today. People have never been more depressed, anxiety-ridden than they are today. People have never been more lost than they are today. People have not been more pragmatist utilitarians than they are today, i.e. the ends justify the means, meaning that whatever I have to do for me to survive, I'm going to do it. doesn't matter who has to be lost, what doesn't matter what lies have to be made, doesn't matter what needs to be done, as long as I survive, then that's the most important thing. What kind of demented, twisted, ideological outlook is this that is coloring the hearts and minds of millions of people? And so now, brothers and sisters, one of the things that what's transpiring in Palestine has awakened in the conscious of the human condition is that there's something else. And that something else that many people are looking into is La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. It is the sacred divine guidance. The sacred divine guidance where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu waliyu ladina amanu yukhrijuhum that Allah is the wali, He is the wali, He is the supporter, the aid, the friend of those who believe in Him. They live in a disposition of loving surrender to the divine. When you become that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exits you from the multitudes of darkness. Because this dunya, this world of ours is full of levels and layers and types of darkness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exits people from the multitudes of darkness ila an-nur into the light. Meaning, there's one light, one light source. Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. Allah, God, Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. It is only the light of Allah, it is only the light of God that brings true balance, true equilibrium, true justice, true mercy true love, the basic values that everyone claims, claims to be a proponent of or just really want, but maybe I just want it for my ilk, my kind, my people. So the light of the divine, it brings true peace, true balance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, رَفَعَ السَّمَاءِ وَوَضَعَ الْمِيزَانِ He lifted the skies and he placed the scale, the scale of balance. So when we live on this earth, 
and I and you and we, groups, factions, whatever, operate in a way of self-aggrandizement, that it's all about me, it's all about what I want, it's all about what I think I deserve, it's all about what I believe I'm entitled to, that I'm special and I am unique, then guess what happens? Imbalance. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates oppression. Allah hates oppression. He hates when humans oppress humans. He hates when humans assault humans. He hates when humans exact vengeful, vindictive realities upon humans. Allah hates these things. God hates to see realities transpire where peace is stripped from the lands, stripped from the hearts, when people don't feel at peace any longer. Allah hates that. Allah hates to see these things. So if you're in the corporate space and you're a bully, policies, procedures, whatever, you start advocating so that you can bully others. Allah does not like bullies. Allah does not like bully tactics to threaten, to put person where everyone has to look over their shoulders. Because if you don't, if you don't get it right, if you don't talk the tune that you're going to be, you're going to be knocked out. You're going to be hit hard. What are these? What produces such philosophical, ideological outlooks? It's not coming from the divine. It's not coming from the sacred. It's not coming from Allah. And so humanity across is thinking, well, I, I just want to be a peaceful, loving, upright, dignified, honorable, strong believer, person, like the people of Gaza. That's, that's why people are saying, let me read the Quran. So brothers and sisters, you and I, is this not our sacred tradition? Is it not? Why are we so far removed from it then? Why are you and I not falling head over heels to pick up the Quran and read it and immerse ourselves in the light of the Quran, the light of this guidance? Why are we not running to the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, who is the pure form of a mercy and a source of compassion to all the worlds? Why are we not running to the Prophet وسلم, and saying, Ya Habibi, Ya Rasulullah, teach me, guide me. Allah sent you as a guide. He sent you as a witness. He sent you as a light source. Why am I not going to the Prophet وسلم, and seeking his guidance? Why am I still operating on the status quo? Clearly, the philosophies and the ideologies and the isms of our age have failed humanity. So why are, why are others going to the Quran and Sunnah on TikTok and Instagram and, 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 and Twitter and, and, and we're still sitting idle? What are you waiting for? Because you still, at the end of the day, you're going to go back home and you're struggling with your wife, and you're struggling with your husband, struggling with your children, struggling with your depression, struggling with your anxiety, struggling about your feelings, struggling about your trauma, feeling about what you think you're owed and you deserve, and you don't have, and how the world has, you know, uh, plotted against you. You're not any better. Because the isms and the philosophies and the ideologies that have falsely occupied our minds have caused nothing than gr other than grief, sadness, pain, and struggle. The light of Allah liberates liberates the soul from the shackles of materialism, of the body, of this dunya. Wallahi, the light of Allah is what liberates, it elevates, it beautifies. And so brothers and sisters, we have to begin a serious journey of a connection to Allah and His Messenger Muhammad We have to reconnect to the book of Allah by number one, reading it. By number two, studying it, learning it, reading the translation sitting down in the halaqat of Sheikh Qatanani, Sheikh Usama, coming to the house of Allah, learning the deen of Allah, each and every single one of us, wallahi, have to learn this religion anew. 
as if we've never learned it before. I don't care how old you are or how young or what you may think you know or don't know. Everyone has to come to the book of Allah and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a humble student to say clearly there is something that I don't know about my religion and that Palestine has awakened the hearts and minds to come to know of. So as a community, Allah says he will not change our condition until we change ourselves. The fundamental change that has to happen is our connection to the sacred tradition, our connection to the Quran and Sunnah, our connection to scholarship and learning. One of the big things that this reality in Palestine have taught us is how integral and necessary it is to become a community of knowledge. We have to learn and know our tradition and we have to learn and know history. We have to be able to speak from a place of authority, knowledge, understanding, facts, and get out of the chaos of propaganda, loud noise that just is out there. Everyone's just yelling and screaming, seething at the mouth. No. For that which will benefit people, Allah will make firm on this ground. It is ilm, al-ilm nafi'ah, beneficial knowledge rooted in the Quran and the Sunnah of Al-Habib. I pray. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings us back to our Islam, raddan jameela. Allah, Allahumma ruddana ilayka, raddan jameela. May we all come back to Allah, a beautiful return. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu, nasta'inuhu, nasta'gfiruhu, nasta'hdihu, wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihi allahu falamudilla lahu wa man yudlil falan tajida lahu waliyya murshida inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Brothers and sisters, I hope and pray that inshallah I want to be giving, inshallah maybe next week as I give my khutbah in ICPC Clifton, I will talk further about the awamil. The, the conditions of how we can become a truly prophetic community. A community that builds itself as individuals and builds itself as institutions so that we can truly serve the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because see, ultimately, ultimately, ultimately our objective is not the dunya. And that's the signifying feature is that we as Muslims, where do we think about? The akhirah. The Muslim is okay losing all of the dunya as long as I don't lose the akhirah. Right? Is that not our philosophy? So we're not going to go crazy over trying to get the dunya. No, we want to get to the akhirah. We want Allah to be pleased with us. We want to be humble servants of the divine. We want to exist on this earth. We want to walk gently on this earth. And so but we as Muslims, we have to be real Muslims. In our individual selves, but as a collective. So we have to come together as a community all the time. As a masjid, wallahi, there is no time that has become ever more pressing upon us as a community to come together and build our institutions. We've had ICPC for how long now? Over 30 years, correct? We, want, we need right now, all of us, all of us to come together, to rally around the house of Allah, to turn it, to continue its evolution and its growth to be a formidable institution of light, healing and guidance for us, for our children, our neighbors, and everyone beyond. So inshallah, we gather together in the house of Allah as much as we can. Salatul Jumu'ah, the classes, the halaqat, the events. Inshallah, tomorrow is the ICPC annual gala fundraiser. We all come, we're together. 
so that we can support, but we can also start to invest ourselves. I have to come forth. You have to come forth and say, how can I serve? What can I do to be a part of the house of Allah in a way that ensures that Allah sees that I care about his cause, that I care about the deen of Allah, that I want to be like that little boy that I spoke about in the beginning of the khutbah, a person of the Qur'an. I want to be like Abu Diya Khalid, a man who's internalized the guidance of Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So how can I serve so that I can be ala khutahim? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us always upon the pathway of Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May we always be beautiful followers, muttabi'een, obedient followers of Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam. May we live this life through the guiding light of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. The way of the Qur'an and the way of Al-Habib sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And follow that sacred lineage, lineage that takes us all the way back to there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to live in this dunya in the best of states that are most pleasing to Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be truly prophetic people who are not just a function of what's happening in time and place and day and age, but rather we have a North Star that extends well beyond the profane realm. That we see the Akhirah, those who see the Akhirah and they walk the walk of the Akhirah. May we be a community that walks the walk of the Akhirah. May we exist in this dunya in the vein of We have not sent you except as a source of mercy and compassion to all the worlds. May we be messengers of the Messenger Muhammad. May Allah gift us the Quran to be deeply embedded in our hearts. May we live by it. May we breathe by it, may we memorize it, internalize it, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to die with the Qur'an and Sunnah in our hearts. May it be with us our anis in the grave. May it be our intimate companion in the grave. And may we be gifted the best of stations in the afterlife. To be in the company of these sacred people across the world that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us signs of, may we be in their intimate company close to Al-Habib, Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inna Allah ya'muru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa ita'i dhul-qurba wa yanha anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakarun wa la'dhikrullahi akbar wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'un aqim as-salam. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استقيموا سو تراسوا صدر الفرج فابكم الله قبل على الله بقلوب خاشعة ويسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى to accept our salah salat al Jum'a and to make this salah witness for us on the day of judgment اللهم آمين الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر الله أكبر
سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم إن شاء الله سنصلي صلاة الجنازة على أخونا أبو عثمان حج أحمد السوقي أسأل الله أن يرحمه وأن يغفر له So please bring our brother Abu Ahmed Abu Ahmed يا أخواني رجاءً يعني tomorrow we have the annual fundraising to support your masjid ICPC. You come, alhamdulillah, every Friday. You come, inshallah, for regular salawat. You benefit from all programs. I think your masjid has a right, inshallah. So please fulfill your responsibility toward your masjid tomorrow at 6 p.m. We'll pray salat directly after salat, after the adhan. 6, inshallah, we'll pray. Then we will start our program uh, everybody is welcome bring your friends your brothers your sisters if you want today okay so bring your uh, the whole family you are all invited inshallah we have the asha after inshallah after uh, or in, uh, during the program if you can't come just uh, go to the office 
and put your, your pledge. أسأل الله أن يتقبل منكم أجمعين. صلاة الجنازة على أخينا أبو عثمان أسأل الله أن يرحمه وأن يكرمه. أربع تكبيرات بعد التكبيرة الأولى نقرأ 